Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, one of us thinks they might be the best team in the National Hockey League. The other one? Uh, not sold quite yet. And a devastating injury in the NBA. Plus, the Yankees are still alive Everybody, welcome into the latest edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. We bring you the best in Tampa Bay sports talk each and every weekday. And since we've been doing the podcast, Rick, we've concentrated mostly on Bucks. But with the Lightning uh, playing on Tuesday night and the Bucks having an off day Tuesday, let's dig a little deeper into the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm sold hook, line, and sinker. You're not quite yet, it sounds like. Well... Um, not to the sinker part. I mean, I mean hook, hook, hook and <laughs> Just line. Just hook and a little bit of line, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, might, I might spit the hook. You know, in a few months. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, but you know, they're a terrific hockey team, and they're off to a great start. So you know, they got they got the tie. Um, they they lose in overtime and in a shootout at that, of course, against uh, New Jersey back to back. I get all that. Right, right. Um, and look, there's no doubt. I mean, do they not have I mean, whatever you think of Steven Stamkos when he's healthy, he's one of the premier players in the league. I mean, the guy has scored 60 goals, right, in yes. his career? Yes. But Nikita Kucherov is maybe the best player right now. And those well, two guys play. Best, he's their best player, no doubt about it. Right. and, he, and he's de- yeah. he, you know, Let's see where he ends up at the end of the year in, in the NHL in scoring. I mean, yeah. he, could lead, he could lead the league. I mean, it's possible. Um, so you put those two guys on the same line with all the other talent they have around them. Again, it's all about being healthy. They're off to a terrific start. Yeah, I just five, watched. They're they're five one and one. Second night yeah. of a back to back. They lose mm-hmm. in a shootout. You know, five yeah. one and one. Yeah. What's the complaint? What's the complaint about? Uh, you know, a uh, couple goals they're giving up every single night, <laughs> uh, like four or five. I mean, you got to score five to win. You can't do that for an entire season. You're right about and, that. And and I just think that, you know, we, we as Dirk Cutter would say, we've seen this movie before. Um, now you know, are, are they are they going to continue on this path? I, I I wouldn't think so, and yet this is not this is not new to the Tampa Bay Lightning, where the defensive side is uh, not quite not quite as good. I think the fact that they know they can score goals, yeah, is one of the reasons why they give up so many goals. I think you know what, Rick. <laughs> I think you're exactly right about that. I believe you're right about that. This is a team that's going out there and having fun every night. They're playing mm-hmm. pickup hockey every night, and they feel like. Eh, we can win every night five to four if we have to. We're having a blast sure. out here. Now, can you turn it back on defensively when you have to? Right. right. They've in the past they've shown they can do that, but you're right. You can't expect to go out and score five goals every night because you're going to eventually run into some teams that figure you out, and you're not going to score on a power play and this and that, and you're going to get held to one or two goals, and you have right. to find out a way to win those games. But I think you're on to something in terms of I think they're having a lot of fun right now. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's you know breakaway hockey all, all, every <laughs> night. I mean if you're you know the other thing is that you know this is the first night off that uh, Andre Vasilevsky has had, right? And, and so you know Peter Budai hadn't played in a while, so you don't and look like he, it. He gave up a couple. Yeah, he gave up a couple that I think you know had he been in in the rotation more than once every I don't know twelve days, um, 
you know, he, he, he may have stopped a couple more of those. So maybe it's not, you know, the score but to tonight. Your po- but to your point, Rick, he made some brilliant saves late in that game against he New did. Jersey. So New Jersey probably deserved five goal, four goals, five goals in that game, you know? Yeah, they did. And, and I mean, and actually the Lightning should have won that game. I mean, again, you know, you finish uh, the end of regulation, you have a power play. The end of mm-hmm. overtime, you have a power play. They simply just didn't get it done, at, you know, when, when it was pretty much on a platter for them. Right. Um, but – you know, you're not going to sneeze at a five-one and one start and a back-to-back and all those things. I just, I, I you know, this is going to be Vasilevsky's first full season where it's like his deal. You know, yes. I mean, he, you know, last year him and Bish back and forth. I'm sure he would have liked to have taken it then. He has it now. There's no doubt about who their who their number one uh, goaltender is. But right, I, I just, I just think you got to play better. You can't expect that every night to have that scenario where, hey, you you know, you got three goals. Now it's tied. You got four goals. Now it's tied. I mean, yeah. You know, it, it just can't seesaw like that, and you just try to outscore. You know, a high-scoring game every single night. You'd like to see a little more. John Cooper said it tonight. Yeah. I mean, he said it during the broadcast. He's like, "No, we know we can score." <laughs> you know, I mean, this yeah. that's you know three things I know about Tampa Bay sports, and that is, you know, that the Bucks always lose in Arizona. <laughs> the Case Keesum can beat them, yeah. and that the Lightning are going to score goals and give up a lot of goals. So that's the only thing I would say is that uh, somewhere b- between now and the Stanley Cup playoffs, they need to figure out how to stop some goals. I, I do think that's fair criticism, Rick. I, we, were, we were joking before the podcast. We were getting on you about, uh, boy, how could you not like this start, 5-1-1? One, and one. But I do think you'll make a legitimate point. My, my earlier point was you – you can fix defense. If you, if you yeah. don't have talent, it's hard to suddenly acquire a bunch of talent midway through the season. But now you how do you fix, fix – let's, let's talk about that. How do you fix defense with the same uh, – short of, of of going out and getting more players to play on the defense? It's a commitment. Side? It's a commitment thing. It's it, it's it doesn't – certainly if you have better defensive players, that helps. It starts up front. You have right now – you have a group of forwards, and you look at what they have up front. they got a ton of talent up front. And it's a you're right. Guys are racing each other to the other team's net. Mm-hmm. Defense starts up there. It's it's not what's going on in the back end. I think they're going to be fine defensively. Their defense is is better than average. It's not it's not great. It's not near the top of the league, but it's certainly not near the bottom of the league. And they have really good goaltending. But when you're giving up a ton of chances, it's typically because your forwards, guys like Stamkos and Kucherov and Tyler Johnson and Meskov, those guys are are spending more time in the other team's end than they are in their own end. So there, you can fix it that way by making having a more of a, a commitment. I agree with you, though, Rick, because when you get into really critical games, as you get deeper into the season, suddenly teams start making more of a commitment. You may not notice it for a while. They could play this way for a good long while and probably oh, yeah. to score oh, yeah. a ton of goals. It's when you get to March, when teams yeah. are fighting for their playoff lives, yep. all of a sudden they say, you know what, we better buckle down here. And then if you haven't played that way all year, it's hard to suddenly adjust. Right. Well, you know what happens? They start taking the body. Yeah, you know? sure. I mean, yeah. you start getting the physical play and, and, and you're not going to let you skate up and down the ice. You know, it's great. Now everybody's fresh legs and right. You and know. you're hitting teams eventually as the season goes on, people don't get jacked up for every night. When it gets late in the season, everybody starts bearing, everybody starts bearing down. That's right. And, and I do think you have a legitimate uh, concern about the lightning that they it's not need just to mine. Be- no, I mean, it's, I, I, you don't think Cooper, Cooper goes home at night going, hey, you think we could maybe win with, I don't know, 
five goals. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. they had a two to they they had the one game against St. Louis where they they beat St. Louis yeah. two to one, yeah, and that was did. an impressive game. But other than that, you're right, Rick. It's it's mostly been games that have that have gotten out of hand. They are fun to watch. I'll give them oh, that. Oh God, it's a blast to watch. Especially you after never feel like the they're out of any. I mean, do you do you ever feel like they're out of any game? They can be down two nothing. Like, all right, we're down two nothing. Let's let's yeah, get no back in this now. I mean, it's yeah. it, you literally no one panics because you just know they're so explosive. Victor Hedman was asked before the game, what's working for the Lightning? And he said, Cooch is scoring. And that's Nikita Kucherov. He's got goals in seven straight games, Ricky. You go look over the last 30 years. Only one other player scored goals in the first seven games of the season. And you might have heard of Mario Lemieux. Uh, (laughs) This guy is on a roll right now. I mean, if you look around the NHL, you got Sidney Crosby, you got Evgeny Malkin, you got Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid. Austin Matthews is is a good-looking young player in Toronto. And I'm just talking about the forwards now. I mean, certainly yeah. there are defensemen who make a huge impact. There are Carlson, Brett Burns. And the goalies are like, that's a different category. It's They're like pitchers. I don't know you can consider pitchers in baseball to be most valuable players. I mean, goalies are have such a dominant effect on a game. I'm not talking about that. But, Rick, when you talk about the forwards and the, the guys that I mentioned, maybe throwing Tarasenko with the Blues, I put Kucherov in the conversation. I still think Crosby's the best player in the NHL, just pound for pound, everything he does, leadership and all that. And Ovechkin's a, a physical player. But, boy, Kucherov, you gave me – if we had a draft right now, Kucherov might be – for one season, he might be in my top three or four, I would I would think. Yeah, I mean, all he's, all he's missing is the hardware. You know what I mean? And yeah. what's been interesting to see the start of this, of this uh, season with him, not only has he scored in every game, but – have you seen the type of goals that he's made? Oh, Have yeah. you seen the the you know the wristers that you know there's you know no margin at all for error you know yeah, on it's short ridiculous. side it's ridiculous. top shelf I mean just goal scores goals right I mean the kind of things yeah. that you that you you just look you see and you go holy how did he how did he do that Yeah, it's been really something. Uh, and that, and the thing that, that blows me away, Rick, and I think the thing that reason people are so excited about this team, okay, you have Kucherov. You mentioned he's their best player. Stamkos, what have you thought of Stamkos? Because I think he's been – he's better. He's looked better than I thought he would look coming into the season. Yeah, I, I think he looks – I mean, he, he's always looked fast. He looks looks fast to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't – I think – he's come back better than you would expect. Didn't you expect sort of a feeling out process with yes. him um, in the regular season? It doesn't look like if you didn't know, you know, the kind of injuries he's had, you wouldn't suspect that, that he's coming off anything. So I think that's a, that's a credit for how hard he's worked. Um, they've talked a lot on the broadcast about, you know, sort of the, the, the amount of training a lot of these guys did. Cause they, for one, of course he was rehabbing, but uh, they had, a, they had an off season, you know, and that, yeah. That you know, when you go back and you look at at, at how deep they went into the postseason um, and and the injuries that you acquire and how there's really little time to heal from them, uh, and then you're back on the grind again. Um, I think these guys were able to actually, you know, train and 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 you know improve their bodies and and stay. I heard fast a story where Kucherov like put a synthetic ice surface in his garage. Is that to, right? To work out, yeah, to work out, yeah. And he, he I got one about- of those. <laughs> it's called concrete. You know what I mean? <laughs> I slip on it all the time. <laughs> He's talking about trying to score 60 goals this year, and that's I, you're right. I think that has a lot to do with it. Stamkos has, has looked much better than I anticipated. He does. It, well, I, I never questioned whether he would be fearless. 
that's that's never been a problem with Stephen Stamkos. But just the fact that he was coming off such a devastating knee injury, and he, I'm not going to say he babied it, but he he certainly made he sure didn't he rush was, back. No, yeah. he didn't. He didn't because he didn't play last year at the end of the year when a lot of people thought he was going to be able to come back, and uh, and he looks pretty close to the player that I thought he was going to be. And that's, that's, that surprised me because Joe Smith did a story last year on Zach Parise from the Minnesota wild who had a similar injury. And he said it took him almost a more than a full calendar year for him to really get back to, to where he was. I, because of that, believed that it would be Christmas time before Stephen Stamkos looked like Stephen Stamkos, but he scored another goal Tuesday night, had another assist. Uh, and and that's points, the thing. Yeah. You look down this line you got I, every night it's somebody like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Oh, yeah, that guy's a good, like Nemestikov and Braden Point. Yeah. We don't even talk about Pollard, Tyler Johnson. Tyler anymore. Johnson, uh, Alex Kalorn, Yanni Gord. Like, I thought yeah. we're not even mentioning like the Callahans and the Kunis's and the Paquettes. These, the, every night it seems like, oh, yeah, that guy's a really good offensive player. Now, oh, yeah, that guy's a really good offensive player. It's, yeah. I am stunned by how much offensive talent. And here's who I don't miss, Rick. I don't miss Jonathan Drouin. And maybe they will. And, I get it. They're on a hot streak right now. I understand all that. They're they're going to hit slumps. They're going to have injuries. They're going to their depth is going to be tested at some point. But uh, everybody, I think, was in full panic mode. Like, oh, what are they going to do without Jonathan Drouin? They're fine offensively without Jonathan Drouin. Yeah, they can score goals. I mean, I I think you probably miss him on the power play at times. Um, you know, he was really good in small spaces and setting guys yes. up. And- no, he and can, being he the, can being stick the point guard. on the phone booth. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he's being the being the point guard. But, I mean, like tonight, this is no indictment of, of Victor Hedman, but he, he missed a few sticks, you know? Like he, yeah. he had guys set up for one-timers and the passes were a little off, and that's all yeah. it takes, you know? So, um, but Druin's going to end up like a plus 12 anyway. <laughs> <You know>? So, <laughs> I mean, he can score 40 goals, but... No, he'll end up a minus twelve. He, he, the, I meant a minus twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah minus twelve. Yeah, no, I said, he's, he's I said a, plus twelve. Yeah, yeah, minus yeah. 12. He was say, I think he's got three points in first five games. They're they're not a good team, Montreal. Uh, no. I think he's got a goal and a couple assists in the first five games. He's already a minus two on the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't ultimately don't think they're going to miss him. And Sergeyev's been okay. You know, he's he's been about what you would expect out of a, 19 a 19, 20 year old kid it's who's only playing man. eight or ten minutes. I know. I I think about what I was doing at that age. It wasn't playing in national. Oh, I couldn't talk. I couldn't tell you about it. Yeah. But I I, I the defensively they're going to be okay. Victor Hedman, Anton Strauman looks like the Anton. You're Strauman so sure like, from a couple of years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I was really. T- I was I done them coming in. They're fine. You know why? Because <laughs> because Kucherov and Stamkos, these guys, and they're so loaded offensively yeah. that that I think when they put their mind to playing defense, they'll be able to do it. Okay. They you can fix did, defense. Is that gonna happen? <laughs> or are we well, skate well, through December? Look, right. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> okay, That's exactly right. what they're gonna do. All right. Because at some point you're street hockey. Let me now, just say, at some point your goaltender is gonna go. They're hey, playing man, I got the most wins in the NHL, and I'm giving up four goals a game. I got the worst goals <laughs> against the average and the yeah. most wins. No, they're playing pickup basketball right now, Rick. It's an it NBA really All-Star sure, game. You know, if this if we were playing, these guys never cross half court. Like if we're it's if an we're NBA playing, you, know, you ever play? It's a, you ever play? It's an NBA All-Star game, except the other team tries to play defense. But no, they don't. But no, this is this is cherry picking. This is when you go out and you're like, you got you know five on five. No one wants to run full court. And like two dudes never crossed the half court line. Never. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> One guy gets the rebound. Saying. That was you. One guy gets the rebound. The other guy's like, dude, I'm open. You know, whoa, it's whoa. like, yeah, again. 
Wow, look at that. Let me throw it like the length of the court. That's, that's Stamkos, that's Kucherov. They're, they're going to play that way through December, and then Cooper will get mad when they lose two or three in a row, yeah, and then he'll crack down, and then he'll He's mad be now. What do you mean, then? <laughs> he He's is mad, mad now. now. He is mad now. Um, anyway, Vasilevsky probably back in that. Golden State Warriors, for He does. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good analogy. He does. Yeah. Um, but Budai, not so great early, was was fine late. And then Vasilevsky will be back in there when they play again against Columbus. They're going to be fine. We'll we'll check in with the Lightning. I'm not here. panicking. That's 5-1-1. One one. <laughs> it might hey, be sp- their best. Hey, have they ever started uh, uh, that well? That, I, there was there might have been one other season they got off to. It's a pretty really close to their best start, I think. Yeah, and they've actually – it's funny. I remember a season, I want to think – there was a season where they ended up really struggling to make the playoffs when they got off to a really good start. And uh, and they ended up, like I said, down the stretch, they had to really struggle. But this is the time. Make hay now. 5-1-1. One, and one. You feel like they gave a point away to, to, on Tuesday night. Should have, yeah. Shouldn't be 6-1. and one. But if you can just stack up a bunch of points now, it really seems to make things easier as the season goes on. you can, We've talked about this a million times. If you're in a playoff spot, in, in by Thanksgiving even, yeah. statistics show that you have a really good chance of making the playoffs. Hey, so, guys, last year they started 5-1. Five 5-1, and, one. Five okay. and one. yeah, okay, that was... So it's been I, a do, year. I, do, I, do it was, I do it was one of those so years. Where they... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's been a whole year. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, 365 you know, days is a long time. 5 2 and 2 Stroud. the year before, 5 2 and 1 the year before that. So you're I'm saying that, that they do this all the time and they don't make the playoffs. Okay. Well, they do I this well, they just all the time. One year they went to the Stanley Cup finals and then they did another time and they missed the playoffs completely. <laughs> so which is this year? Oh, I don't no, know I don't yet. know. Now I'm panicked again. You <laughs> see? Now you're coming over to the dark side. Coming over to the dark side with Rick Stroud. Hey, uh, we were mentioning pickup basketball. The, the NBA started Tuesday night. We normally don't make a big deal about the NBA in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, we normally don't make a big deal about it uh, in Tampa Bay. I like the NBA. I think I like the NBA more than you like the NBA, right, Rick? You no, like, I like just, the NBA. You know, no, I do. I like the NBA. It's just, um, again, it's one of those, you know, it, for me, the NBA starts on Christmas Day. I get that. I, I, I mean, it's just one of those things where there's too much going on. I got the baseball playoffs. By the way, it's going to be the Dodgers and the Yankees. How about that? Yeah, we'll save that just for a second because I want to talk about the Yankees. But, but but it's it's too early to think about the NBA for me. I I think about it on Christmas Day. That that's why they have those big games on Christmas Day because that's they true. realize everybody else is caught up in the football playoffs and college football and now the baseball playoffs and no, nah, I can't do it. I'm sorry, it's not on my radar. I, I agree with you, and normally I feel the same way, although I get really jacked up for the for the start of the season. And I was really jacked up for Tuesday night. The Cavs were playing the Celtics, maybe the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, and they had the old, you know, backstory with Kyrie, Kyrie. Irving going back going back to Cleveland, right? And then what was it? Just a few minutes into the game, Gordon Haywood of Oof. the Boston Celtics picked up in the offseason. And this is a reason. Irving and, and Gordon are gonna take the they're gonna take the Celtics to the Eastern Conference final back to the championship. Mm. He snapped his leg, Rick. I don't know if you saw this. Oh was, I did. Oh I did. Uh, you just I felt sick to my stomach. It's been a sick to just see it. Sick yeah. for the Celtics, sick for him, sick for yeah. the NBA. This was yeah. just this was just 
gruesome. awful, awful stuff. Yeah. yeah. Gruesome injury. He, he, he went up if you didn't see it. Uh, and, um, I think it was, uh, he's on the offensive end, I believe. Yes. Um, yes. for a lob or whatever. And when he came down, I mean, you know, he uh, snapped his ankle and dislocated it. It appears cause it was pointed the wrong direction. And it looked and, like a cartoon. I hate to say it. Yeah, the sock looked like somebody put a broomstick through a sock. You know, uh. it was not, it was not good. So, and, and, you know, because, you know, if that happens on a football field, maybe maybe you get the replay, maybe you don't. But you're still a good sixty to seventy yards away, even if you're in the front row. You can't see that well in basketball when when you know the patrons and the benches are right on top of the court. Everybody saw it, heard it, felt it, listened to the conversation. It was not good. The it reaction, really the reaction on the bench was just—you could tell how. And, and well, the you get sick to there. your stomach. I mean, you it's do. literally one of those things that's so uh, grotesque in this nature that uh, I watched the replay and got ill. I mean, I'm one yeah. of those guys. I'm a wimp anyway, but yeah, I, I have a hard time watching that stuff. My, yeah. the thing that made it even worse, if it could get worse, like I said, you feel sick for, for Gordon Hayward personally, but yeah. as if you're a Boston Celtics fan at that moment, your entire season, you've been looking forward to this all off season. Hey, we Look might actually night. have a chance to win a championship this year, or at least get to get to be, you know, uh, uh, a chew toy for the Golden State Warriors in the finals. But your whole season just goes down the drain. It's six minutes in or eight minutes in or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's just – what's the worst injury you ever covered? Do you remember covering yeah, a, um, a particularly a couple, devastating – There's a couple of them that um, in terms of just gruesomeness, you know, just like sort yeah, of yeah. have to look away a little bit. I mean, I don't even if you remember a, a receiver by the name of Edel Shepard. Yes. Edel. Remember yeah. Edel? Yeah. Um, he, he had uh, a dislocated ankle um, that was pointed in the wrong direction one time mm. when he came down for a pass. And so that was that was difficult to see. He came back and did play after that. Um, didn't play long in the NFL to begin with. He was, he was sort of like, you know, a fourth receiver type guy that got pressed up into service with some injuries and whatnot. Um, but that that was hard to watch. And he was a good kid. And it was, you know, it, it just you just wonder, like, how do you how do you come back from something like that? Yeah. I, you know, the torn patellas and all those things with Cadillac Williams, we remember. Uh, I'll tell you one that didn't get much attention because he was not here very long. And um, uh, and I don't think people understood the severity of it at the time. But a year ago in San Diego, Tom, you were there. Um, I believe it was San Diego, Kansas City. Uh, let me say it was San Diego. OK, because I think it was. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, boy, you know what? It could have been Kansas City. Cecil Shorts. Remember yes. the injury by Cecil yeah. Shorts? He was yeah. a receiver. Had had actually, you know, he had, he had played a bit, uh, you know, and was was starting to, to gain some chemistry because Vincent Jackson, of course, was mm-hmm. on IR, and they needed an off receiver for Mike Evans. And he and Jameis Winston were starting to really sort of pick it up. And he caught one over the middle on some kind of inside route, and uh, it was the def- defensive back went low. And at the time he caught the ball, he had one leg sort of planted, and he he hit that guy right across the knee, um, and you know hyperextended it backwards. But what we didn't know at the time, uh, but found out later, and, and I've had conversations with some people that were on the field, um, he dislocated every single ligament in his knee. Everyone, in fact, to the point where they were uh, concerned that there might be some material damage, you know, and the, mm-hmm. the guy's life might de- be in danger. Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, when they got out there, it was now he's had, from what I understand, two or maybe three surgeries 
and is still not walking, you know, <sighs> completely on that thing. So, you know, there are there are injuries in sports that, uh, you know, it, I mean, injuries are always a part of sports, especially if you're talking about a, you know, a collision sport. You know, basketball is a contact sport. And in this case, it was the contact with the court uh, yeah. that seemed to cause this injury. But, but in football, you know, you 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 know, it is legitimately part of the game because there's something that could get broken on any play. I'm I'm amazed it doesn't happen more often, quite frankly, in the National Hockey League. Yeah, or, or, oh, or in the National Football Hockey League, League too. I, that, well, I mean, I, they the, do the, it. With, think about it. they they do it with sticks, skates, and speed. And well, walls. that's the worst and injury. walls. That's the worst injury I ever saw was I was covering the Tampa Bay Lightning. This was 1996, I want to say, in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron Gavey was a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He was reaching for a puck. And his own teammate actually was in front of him and somehow kicked his skate up behind him uh. and kicked kicked Aaron Gavey in the face with his skate. Uh. And it turned out he took he ended up taking 120 stitches to the face and around his, you know, went up his lip and across his cheek. And I remember talking to Aaron Gavey about it a couple of years after. He he ended up eventually going to the Minnesota Wild, and I was covering the Minnesota Wild. So I did a big story. I said, what do you remember about that day? And he said, I remember being in the ambulance, and he, it was really, he said it was everybody was really cool. No one freaked out. The trainers, and I, these trainers, by the way, are amazing, that they go out there and act as oh, if my goodness. You, know, yeah. you have a hang life, on. Life-saving measures sometimes. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, you think about Cecil Shorts. That could have turned yeah. into an amputation. Oh, yeah, they were very concerned. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so Aaron Gavey said he was he was riding in the ambulance. He, he They put him straight on an ambulance. They took his skates off, and that was it. He was in full uniform riding in the back of an ambulance to a hospital in Buffalo because they wanted to get him to a plastic surgeon immediately. Right. And uh, he said, how's it look? And the guy, and apparently the, the uh, EMT guy said, oh, you look good. You look good. And then he said... Uh, he yelled up to the driver. He goes, "Hey, you might want to hit the whaler. Uh, I'm not. I'm not real sure this guy's going to make it." What? <laughs> he goes, "I'm still. My ears work, bud." <laughs> and he said they were really concerned that he had lost oh so much God. blood there in a couple of yeah, minutes. Well, but I tell you, yeah. you know, it's it's of all the I've covered National Football League and and college college football and and hockey. I've done all this. I've seen guys get hit in the face with line drives in baseball. I was there tonight. Alex Cobb got hit. I was there yeah, tonight. Jay Happ got hit. And, and I've seen a bunch of these, but the worst, worst injury I ever saw was I was covering back when we all start off in this business, we cover high school f- sports and it was a girl's soccer game. Amazingly enough was the worst injury I ever saw was a girl. Uh, she was a forward and she was racing for a, a loose ball and the goaltender was coming from the other direction and they were both racing at a, at a loose ball in between the two of them. And they probably both were running about 20 yards full full blast. And they both slid at the same time. And all I heard was a sort of a just a slap. Oh. And I thought their shin guards hit. And the girl rolled over and she it was the old Joe Theismann, you know, Tim Crumride, oh. just the leg flapping Ooh. in the wind. Yeah. And oh. it was and it was uh it was like you the heard first it game of her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and she was screaming and it was, you know, but it was it was odd. She came off the field and they immediately went out there and they they had EMTs over there right, right away. And they got her off the field and she was telling her mom, mom, go get my chemistry book because I have a test on Thursday. And she was completely, she must've gone into total shock because you, you, she your was body, completely Yeah, I, I, I never want to have to experience that obviously. And, and, and nor do I want to know anyone that does, but there's gotta be some mechanism in your brain that, that shuts down, you know, the, the <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the, the nervous center at some level because, uh, Otherwise, you know, the first thing they tell you is don't look at it, you know? Right, right. Um, but, yeah, that's that's terrible. 
Mendoza that was her. Well. It was, I, mean, I remember, the, and it was somewhere in Pasco County. I wish I could remember where. Some, I think it might have been Lambda Lakes High School or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Pasco High School. And it was her first game of her junior year. She was a really good player. And I went back her last game of her senior year. She was able to come back. And so she was not basically like wow, a full year, but she yeah. was able to come back and play one more game, got a big ovation. So it turned out to be a pretty cool story. Hey, finally, Rick, before we go today, this is a little bit of a shorter podcast than we normally do because the bucks are off and, and you hate the lightning. Um, That's a way. way. <laughs> Check, please. What uh, the, the hell was that? The, well, you were just, you're a little, dumb. I love you're the little, lightning. You're just a little, as dumb. much you're as not, I'm supposed to love the lightning. You're not, you're not Tom. all in. You're you know, not all I, in. Let on me them. just, let me just remind you, we are professional journalists and have said many times we don't root for teams. Don't, so I don't root for if, them. I'm just it, in on them. If my, all in if, on them. if my lack of, of, uh, objectivity here is showing, it's your it's lack not, of enthusiasm. It's is not showing. a personal <laughs> bias by any means. I'm just merely watching the games. You, on the other hand, have them, I don't know. You're gonna, your with, you're gonna get your picture parade. with a cup. You're gonna get your picture with a cup at the parade this year, Tom. I'm going to Joe Madden's restaurant with my hand around. No, that's the cup, what yeah. I do. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, well, it, let's let's move on. The last thing I wanted to bring up was the Yankees, Rick. They, you can't kill them. I thought no. they were done. They were no. when they lost the first two games to Houston, and no. they came back, won Game Three. Aaron Judge out of nowhere hadn't done anything, and then they come mm-hmm. up and they win Game Four. They gonna win this thing? Yes, they're they're gonna go. They're gonna go to the World Series, I believe. And um, you know, even though I, and I watched those two games in Houston, and they were terrific games, both of them. But I think the Astros scored a total of four runs, yes, and won both games. So okay, um, what does that tell you? Well, it says that somebody's got some pretty good pitching on the other side. Um, even though you know somehow CC Sabathia has gone in a in a time machine of some kind. Yeah, he has. As far as the starters go. But the Yankee bullpen, I defy you to find four or five guys coming out of any bullpen that are better than that with Chapman on the back end. I mean, you're playing a five-inning game. You just are. And if you don't score a ton of runs, they can. And, you know, the funny thing is, it's not funny, but it's true, is is that the Yankees progressed to the ALCS with Aaron Judge striking out 116 times. (laughs) You know what I mean? He and, struck and out. Sanch- did you? I saw the stat. Do you see that stat? He struck out more times in the ALDS than Tony yes. Gwynn did in all of like nineteen ninety five, like a whole year. Yeah, like a whole <laughs> yeah. year. And and like uh, you know, and I, I'm I've kind of been on Twitter, and I've got, you know, I'm like the all rise thing. Please, I suppose play. I know, please I'm stop. Done. Please, yeah. But but that aside, now the guy now the guy's decided. Nah, okay, I'll hit some, and he's 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 starting to put the bat on the ball. And um, no, look, the Yankees have sort of that combination that you need where, you know, they, they got to, I, and I, we can have a talk about this one night, maybe on the podcast, what's happening in professional sports today. If you haven't been paying attention and I know you haven't Tom, because you were a columnist, <laughs> um, is that in almost every sport, that was a shot in a good one. Major shot, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, is that in every sport, the game is for the young the game is going to the youthful, period, you know? And then everybody's going to come back and go, yeah, well, what about, you know? What about LeBron? Old, what about yeah, uh, some old guy that's still doing it? Okay, I'll, I'll grant you the freaks of nature, you yes. know what I mean? Sure. I mean, we just watched, always, yeah, the best players are always. Yeah, we just watched 34-year-old Adrian Peterson or whatever run for, you know, 130-something yards. But um, those are the outliers. I mean, in general, like if you look at teams, I'm talking about teams and champions and, you know, um, 
you're always going to have you're always going to have those exceptions, those superstars, which you also have to have to win championships. But in general, I just feel like you know the Yankees got rid of a lot of old guys and had a lot of really really talented young guys take their place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll take the young guys any day because I I just think it's the same thing with the Cubs last year. And you know what I mean and and to some extent this year. I mean, those are young ball players, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part. You you've got a couple guys in there that that had some age on them. I mean, we know about Grandpa Ross and all that stuff and they miss him, but in general, you know, young team I mean, the Ast- the Houston Astros, what are they? Yeah. It's a young ball club, you know. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers have some of the best young players in the game. I mean, yeah, Kurt, Clayton Kershaw has pitched for a while, and you know, but they're not old by any means. I think the Yankees, with their youth, with their enthusiasm, and, and some and, and enough experience to go with it, um, especially in the bullpen. Man, I think I, I, it just feels like it's going to be Yankees Dodgers all of a sudden. I mean, I know it's the last game, but we, we yeah, yeah. watched. Sure. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing that needs to to concern people in Tampa Bay is I'm looking at this Yankees team and you're right. This, this team is built for a few years now with Aaron mm-hmm. judge and DD Gregorius and all these guys. And they're set. And you look at the the Red Sox, the Red Sox are still pretty, they let's not forget they won a division and they're loaded with young guys too. Um, I think it's yeah, going to be. They're also a, loaded with a bunch of controversy and some really. They are, fans. they are, but they still won the division. They still <laughs> no, won the division. Oh yeah, I you know, know. I, I know. They're still just, uh, and they. And so both you're going to tell me money. the Rays have an uphill battle in the AL East? Just maybe a little. Yeah, just maybe a little. <laughs> really? I, but I'm just saying these teams. This these weren't these weren't one year wonders where everything just no. went right for these teams. The Yankees, in fact, are like a lot of people, and I agree, they're a year ahead of schedule. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, and they're going to get. They're just going to get better. This is. Uh, yeah, this the is Yankees not good. could the Yankees the uh, <laughs> Yankees could get on a run here, where <laughs> you know, sort of like the 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 Jeter, you know, Joe Torre, you know, yeah, Mariano um, Rivera, that Mariano you know, Rivera, Bernie uh, Williams you know, group, yeah, yeah, right, like they yeah. they could win, you know, and look, I'm I'm way ahead of them and and of myself, but I mean, would, yeah, would, they may not would get it out shock series, you if they still. won multiple World Series in no. the next five or six no. years, and they have the money to kick in when they need to. Absolutely. That's the key. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget, we're here each and every weekday. You can find us on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast, at NFL Strahd, and at Tom W. Jones. Our thanks to our producer, Steve Burstick. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.